Galimera, Galispera, whatever time you're watching. This is Mapa. I'm still. I've got Thasso here. Young man, how is one? Ah, young one, young man. Oh, God. Uh, young man. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you doing? Yeah, I was going to say, how was your Easter? But our one isn't till this weekend. Yeah. And the everyone else's is just gone. So yep. how was your... How non-greek easter i guess well i was i was on holiday as you can see i am now back in the basement as everybody can see i'm back in the usual the usual place at least the people that are watching anyway and i've got the <laughs> i've got the the van gogh in the corner there um and uh yeah it was, it was nice you know i think i'm very sadly on but just a little bit but yeah what about what about Enough. you what you what you've been doing just trying to stay on top of everything, to be honest, mate. A lot's been happening in Cyprus, as you know, on and off the pitch. <laughs> uh, mate, you know what? I, I can't keep up with it. I really can't. It's so difficult because it's almost as if you could you could go a day without anything and then the following day, there's two or three different stories. Um, obviously, the, the league is split, so we've got Group A and Group B. And there's been a lot of Group B games too have happened today. So as we record this on on Wednesday at approximately quarter past seven in the evening UK time, um, quarter past eight your time, and quarter past nine, nine Cyprus time. time. Yeah, two more games have been played today, which we're we're going to touch on very briefly. But we've got a video package of the goals. Um, there's been a lot of Group B games, a lot going on. Um, so I don't really want to use up a lot of our time of this particular podcast talking about all of those games so what as i said oh, i've done i've got a highlights package of various goals various incidents and um we'll just go through that right now and let's talk about the first game uh i'm obviously beating Alec. no i can't even say that probably i'm obviously beating, i can't even i can't even get the words out i'm obviously beating il there you go i'm obviously beating il 2-0 uh at the alpha mega arena um, no rain, or so it seems. Guerrero and Helder Ferreira with the goals there for Anorthosi. And um, it looked pretty comfortable for him, in all fairness. The highlights, obviously, I haven't put them here, but um, Anorthosi had two big chances and they scored both of their chances. And obviously, with Guerrero joining them in January, I bet they wish they'd have signed him sooner, to be honest with you. So, what do you reckon? No, man, it's, it, you know, the, the strike force that they brought in in January basically corrected whatever um, issues that they were having beforehand. You know, if you're having to start with players like Waris and Minga, uh, then uh, as people have found out, the, <laughs> it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now, you know, you've got you've got like this attacking talent uh, at place, uh, and you know. The, now, now all they got to do is stop shipping goals. Uh, obviously, they did all right with it against Ayer, but most teams have done all right with it against Ayer. Um But uh, as well, I mean, we should point out that Yanevsky made a, a load of changes. Oh, okay, yeah. we've gone to the next game. Yeah, um, yeah. Olympia goes nil, Baralimni nil, nothing yeah. really to report there. So I'll let yeah, you carry no, on no, talking there, about Nothing happened in that game, so it's fine. <laughs> Literally um, nothing. I think there was yeah. like three clips. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's really annoying, man, that, that, that those two teams should have done something and they didn't. But anyway, um, yeah, so um, Janeski's resting players for the, the, cup, the cup game against Olympia goes. 
and mm-hmm. obviously um, injury crisis. It's been an injury crisis since August, Iron, and it continues. There are players like Kachani Click are now out uh, for six months. Um, uh, a lot of other stuff happening in there. Um, the one thing that I noticed about our North City today, uh, the, not today, this, the, the, the LIL game, was they played Gerav Nossingo and they kept a clean sheet instead of playing Loria. Like, well, you know, exclaimed silence. I've been going on about playing Gerav Noss instead of Loria this whole time. And look, they're playing for once and there's a clean sheet. Um, yeah, the goals, the goals are great team teamwork goals that we saw. Uh, and I were basically just observers of the game. There wasn't any, there wasn't anything for them to. They were, didn't do anything. No, nah, nothing really. Not, not again. I think there was a header which the goalkeeper saved, but you know they, they're in, um, they're in holiday mode at the moment anyway. And obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, with a potential takeover at the moment. We're hearing stories about potential German investors, various things that we we hear left, right and centre, people asking us questions. Um, we don't know the full story. We know a few names have been thrown about in terms of potential candidates to, to replace Jan Nevsky, if, if there's any truth in that. But we're not going to speak on it because obviously it's all conjecture, it's all uh, speculation for now. Um, but let, let's continue with these uh, highlights, mate, because... Yeah. You know, as, as we were saying, nothing happened in this game. Olympia goes Baralimni. No one really got anything out of, out of this one. No one's probably happy with the result. In fact, the only people that are happy, I guess, are the fans who, I don't know, what found two hours of their time to waste. But this one was a cracker. Salamina beating Garmiodisa 1-0. Three mm-hmm. disallowed goals. One from yep. Doragaray, two for, um, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Banza, Chico Banza. Uh, a potential penalty given and then overruled a uh, foul on Lukili, which um, he then decided to take out his frustration later on, which we're going we're gonna to see in a bit. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> scoring the winner. But yeah, we this um, if, if you watch the highlights, you thought it was an end-to-end game. It really wasn't great, in all fairness. The, the highlights did it more justice than it should have done. In fact, it's kind of like the wonder bra of football. In all fairness, gives you a full, se- full sense of a full sense of security. But again, it wasn't a great game. But the incident which we're about to see, um, obviously, this is the goal, one of the band's first goal, which was disallowed for offside, and, and rightly so, they got the lines correct. Mm. Um, yeah, no problem. There. No, no problem. Yeah, but this Lukili getting sent oh, off for throwing the like, ball. What, what is? <laughs> So basically, he gets the red card for what that play that Turkey defender got done for when he threw the ball at Rivaldo's leg. Rivaldo, in the World yeah. Cup. <laughs> he basically did that to the guy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Took his like full pelt at full pelt at the guy's face. Clean yep. peeled it off. Like you know, it's. I mean, when why, I say, when I say unintentional, that's uh, you know, is uh, that is literally foul throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I like I don't like I don't even know why it went to why it went to VAR. Did it go to VAR because the referee yeah. was just going to allow it? That's that's unbelievable. If he was going to allow that, mm. like the assistant, the, the assistant refs hadn't said anything about it or anything like that. 
unbelievable if that was <laughs> Keely applauding the, sarcastically applauding applauding their free as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like to see in a couple of weeks what Mario Davis has to say about that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I agree that lost two one to Doxa. A fantastic opening goal though. Fantastic yep. strike. Great, uh, great, great. Honestly, finish. man, like <laughs> when you hit balls like that. You know, Gabriel, when you hit balls out, I don't think he's going to get a better goal like that, to be honest. Well, not this season anyway. Mm. Um, but as we keep saying time and time again, uh, Doxa getting the victory thanks to Ernest Asante, who scored one, made one. Um, again, this guy deserves a pay rise. They need to give him a new contract. They need to do all they can to keep him because he he, he, de- he deserves it, man. I, I, I need to talk about Bendrell, like, Go on. There's, there's, there's a specific moment. At, oh, why the Doxa fans celebrating? But yeah, there's a specific moment that you can pinpoint the exact moment where it, it goes, ah, I fucked up here. When <laughs> <laughs> he comes out for that ball, it's like he had no business jumping for it. He had no yeah. business whatsoever jumping for it. And I think, I think it just in the highlights alone, there's three mistakes from him. Now, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I know. On Oddy. On Play on Oddy, you fucking cowards. For God's <laughs> sake, just, just give him a chance. Bendrell keeps dropping clangers. But yeah, um, yeah. obviously, Docs yeah. deserved the win in the end. This is today's highlights that have come up. Today's yeah, two new yeah. victories for Garmi Odessa at home to Ael. Uh, two goals from uh, Gadsa. Uh, and Garmi Odessa are on their seventh head coach of the season, my friend. There's that lovely church that you see when you're driving down the highway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, Gadsa's uh, showed up today. Ael's defenders could not deal with them at all. Like no. both both his goals as well were class goals. You know, it's yeah, not like absolutely. It's like somebody was somebody on Twitter mentioned to me that yeah, somebody uh, and you know the the I'm like uh, yeah, okay, but also you know if if it was a fix. They hid it well, you know. They hid mm. it very well because yep. the two goals that God has scored, you know, they're not exactly flukes. You know that 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 looping header, <clears throat> Oliveira wasn't going to get anywhere near it, no. and uh, and the finish as well on the counter attack was a really good, uh, really good sh- chance for him. Uh, we're going through the games quite quickly. I'm guessing you want to talk about the new stuff after we've gone through all the games. Then, yeah, I, I think we'll yeah. do that. I think yeah. we'll do that because um, <laughs> the, the next game, which I'm about to bring up, is um, Anorthosi losing 3-2 at home to Agrida. Uh, Guerrero scoring again uh, for uh, Anorthosi. Well, he scored the second goal. Christophe uh, gave them the lead. Then Cone scored, uh, Eraso scored, Vasco Lopez scored for Agrida, and then Guerrero scored the penalty at the end. But the one thing that I shouldn't really laugh but bala.com.cy basically put the headline Resilicia um, to, <laughs> to describe this game. And uh, for those of you who don't understand, that's the word for the ultimate embarrassment. Um, their article basically said, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and translate it as, as best I can. Um, the three games that Anorthosia faced, um, they've had two losses and a draw. 
uh, and they've they, they they didn't beat they didn't beat Agrida, and he goes, if that isn't embarrassing, or if it isn't the ultimate embarrassment, what is? Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what That's to say about this one, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, really I mean, you know, so I've not seen these highlights. And I'm looking at how Gerard has let these two got two Agridas goals in. And I'm like, like <laughs> all kind of oh. I was gonna say you you were waxing lyrical by him about five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, and uh, people are like, I haven't seen these highlights yet. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful goalkeeping. Well, speaking of disgraceful, you know, Vasco Lopez's goal that we just saw, uh, Cablener actually missed it because they were doing, uh, <laughs> they were doing an analysis of a, of a previous opportunity, and the, the moment they stopped, the ball was in the back of the net. So I had to show a replay, Look. but yeah. fucking Bendrell, <laughs> leave the guy alone, man. <laughs> no man, <laughs> give somebody else him. a chance. Oh, it's, he keeps winning. He keeps winning save of the week. Well, great. But if he keeps dropping five clangers a game and produces one good save, you're still going to let him five goals. There's... Okay, no, mate. No, I'm going to bury him. They, they, they need to mean. play. They need to play. They need to play Akos. I am. I am an Akos defender. Me. I want him. I want him. I want to see him play. Play him. Playing Voxa. Voxa. Okay. What? Akrita. Playing Akrita. That's probably why he doesn't play for Voxa. Yeah. Uh, I'm expecting him to turn out for Voxa. That's what it is. No. Playing Akrita. Akrita. At Akrita Chloraga. Play him. Play. Onodi. Give him, give him a chance. Maybe he might, maybe he might surprise you. <laughs> He surprised a lot of Liverpool fans when they, when he played against them in the FA Cup for Villa. You know. Okay. Playing. For for those of you watching, uh, Faso does not have PTSD. <laughs> it's just that um, he, he, he believes that the goalkeeper deserves an opportunity. But look, well, let, let's move. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> right. Swipe, swipe past it. Here's the thing, right? I put this, this out yesterday, a tweet, that Garbiodesa brought in a new head coach, a Romanian head coach. They didn't make any announcements. I didn't even know he was on the bench for the weekend against Salamina. I didn't even know. Yeah. It was almost like yeah. the next day I saw, like, thank you, coach, or like, well done, coach, or we keep going. I think, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But I mean, the, the reason they probably did that was because they wanted to keep quiet about coaches after uh, after Kerzhakov's whole deal, the interview on uh, sport uh, sport.ru or whatever the website's called. Um, Do you want to tell our listeners oh, what has happened with Kerzhakov? <laughs> yes. So so um, basically, when when the, the resignation happened, uh, he. Uh, did a very brief interview with uh, sport.ru uh, about what had happened. And he said, I'll be able to, re I'll reveal things later. Uh, well, later came about a week later. Um, and basically, so I'm going to, I read through a translated, a transliterated version of the article, because obviously it's in Russian. I've also made it available on our Facebook group. This is Mappa. 
uh, and also on my Twitter. There we go. Flares Gaffes. Anyway, so first of all, it was a massive surprise, obviously, for everybody that Gamyodisa managed to get hold of uh, the, he's a Russian international player. He's a Zenit St. Petersburg legend to take over, you know, after the five previous head coaches. Um, so the reason they were able to get hold of him was because Kersakov was uh, basically, he hadn't had a job for a good six months and nobody was contacting him. I'm guessing something, it's something to do with something happening politically externally in Russia might have had an issue there. I don't know. I'm just saying that anyway. Um, but uh, basically, Gadmiodisa came in, saw that he was available and sent him an email out of the blue being like, do you want to sign tomorrow? You can sign tomorrow. Are you ready? Come on. You come in. Come on. We're going to be we're going to be we're going to be in Europe. You want you want to come? You want to come? Can you speak English? Anyway, um, and they basically blasted him with loads of information um, and uh, basically said, let me think about it. And they just kept coming back to him saying, don't miss out on this. You know, you don't want to miss out on this. You know, can you sign tomorrow? We need you to come tomorrow. Uh, we, we, we need we need you there tomorrow. Um, so basically the way the way that they uh tackled getting Kezakov in is how scammers get, <laughs> attack um basically uh, older and vulnerable people with like you know don't don't waste this opportunity it's a once in a lifetime once if, if you it's if a ponzi you scheme it's a exactly. ponzi scheme <laughs> exactly um so um he did uh, he did some very very brief research uh, he knows the owner of Aris, uh, and he knows that he's doing a good job at Aris and bankrolling the club. And he also got in contact with Cochrane very quickly. But Cochrane and his wife could only make, um, could obviously only offer like an outside view looking in for when Gargotisa visited Aris or vice versa. Um, but regardless, he needed a job, so he jumped in. Um, so they promised him European football, training ground upgrades, scouting, transfer budget in the summer, the whole works. They uh, they promised him that they were going to give him uh, three games for video assessment and they only sent him one home game. And then the other two away games were just television broadcasts of the games, which for data analysis purposes mean absolute bugger all. Because obviously, you know, you keep getting instant replays all the time. Yeah. And for instance, like you mentioned five minutes ago, <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, you know, sometimes they just miss goals because they're talking about something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he showed up at the training ground and the base, uh, and, and the base, the, the, basically the training base is three portable construction cabins to get changed in, get physio work done and fitness coaching. The showers only work part time because the water is being cut off regularly. Um, and uh, basically, by the time the players were going through these three cabins, uh, they didn't have enough time to then actually go and do training for skills and for games. Um, then uh, 
despite this, he said he was going to adhere to the contract as he had good players. And we've talked about Gagnodis' players. They've got some very, very good players in that team. Um, that is until his last game in charge, where the sporting director came down and ordered him to make substitutions prior to half time and basically told him where to jog on. Half time came for him to give his team talk. And when he got into the changing rooms, he already he saw some of his players were getting changed to uh, either because they were finishing the game or because they were coming on. Uh, and the players told him that uh, the sporting director had made the changes for him and made those changes official. So he had no say in uh, what was going on. Uh, so he basically told the players that he was resigning at halftime, but told them to try their best because they are still under contract to keep trying their best. So he resigned. The next day, the director in question asked him to sign off on a piece of paper so that the compensation package can be agreed. And he waited for confirmation of it going through. Nothing came uh, after three, four, five, six hours of waiting. So Kershakov contacted the club who said the papers that he had signed absolved the club of paying for compensation. Uh, and basically they did... Uh, they, they did. There's, there's a gif I've put in the notes of basically Milhouse's dad getting fired from the cracker factory. <laughs> where he goes, where he goes. So that's it. After 20 years, so long. Good luck. And the boss of the cracker factory goes, I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> but so basically, Kershakov has taken the lid off what what happens at Gamyodisa. Uh, and one of the other things he mentioned, because the uh, the reporter at Sports.ru wanted to talk about Hubachan as well, uh, uh, and uh, Keshagov said that Hubachan was tricked in the same sort of way that he was. Wow. Wow. But but it's up it's up for Hubachan to come out and say say that obviously he's under contract so i can't say anything for further but yeah it was it wow. was it's it's a damning indictment of one the way god modisa work and two probably how some clubs in gibral work as well um so the reason why god modisa have been able to go through these coaches through so many coaches in one season, I would suspect it's because they've been practicing this. Here's a piece of paper, sign it, and we'll give you your compensation. And then the coaches sign that piece of paper. And in fact, the piece of paper says, you said that you don't want any compensation on this piece of paper. So, uh, no. yeah. Wow. Wow, There's, wow, wow. So, uh, obviously, we spoke about... Um, very, very early on when we did, we started doing the podcast. They signed, is it Husbauer at the Husbauer, beginning of yeah. the season? And then he left like three months later. Yep. I'm guessing that's why he left. Mm. Um, so, uh, and I'm, there's, I'm thinking there's quite a few players that probably think they're trapped there because of the contract that they've signed. Yeah. Obviously, they want to run away screaming, never to come back. 
Well, watch this space because yeah. the way this club is being run, I can see them folding between now and say the next 18 months. I can see it happening. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. looking good for them, honestly. And if if it gets out more and more people find out, <clears throat> we haven't heard anything from the players anyway. That's the first yeah. thing. But when they do start talking, it's, well, yeah, yeah, it's massive. It's massive. But anyway. The only thing I can think, obviously, is that the players are getting paid. Otherwise, there would there would definitely be something. Oh, for sure. Taking off major. Oh well. So, um, what's what's yeah. the next portal call? We got Olympiagos who sacked Seridis. Yeah. Um, and they brought in Dudic again, but something else happened with that. Wasn't wasn't Donaidi involved getting calling a radio station or some shit? Yeah, so so Don Aridis basically rang up uh, Super Sport FM, I think it was, um, and basically like before any kind of announcement or any kind of note of oh, the, you know, normally you get like two or three days of whispers and oh, it sounds like this and this is happening. Yeah. Just completely out of the blue, Don Aridis rang up Super Sport FM and said, okay, yeah, we're sacking. Uh, we're sacking Sergidis. Um and uh, yeah, um, so Dornadis actually said that he had no problem with the way Sergidis was running the team, and obviously he's getting performances from the players, so that's not that's not an issue. Um, but he looked at the way Voxa have kind of improved once they got rid, rid of Chell, because obviously Ricardo Chell. He got he got performances from the players at, at Voxa, but just wasn't getting results from them. Um, and he was very popular with the players as well. A bit, you know, kind of like Sergidis. When we talked to when we talked to Joel, he had nothing but good things to say about about Sergidis. Um But um, you can be everybody's friend, but not be getting the results. And uh, Don Naiz said that, you know, but they're looking to change it up, like Loxa did. Loxa brought in Saka, and all of a sudden, Saka has got these players, uh, got Loxa players playing out of their skin. So, um, doing exactly the same kind of what Loxa did. Loxa brought in somebody who'd been at the club twice before. Tornaidis uh, looked at Tudic because, one, he was available, and two, he'd been at Olympiagos before, obviously last season. And he's, he'd also played for Olympiagos as a as a player for a season as well, so he's got history with the team. Um, personally, I think it's very, very harsh. Very harsh because Sergidis was getting a lot out of those players, and um, I'm trying to I'm trying to say this nicely. Well, is, the thing is, the thing is, mate. If you if, you, if we face facts here, um, before he left, Guerrier, the left back, was the leading goal scorer. Yep. And I think two of the three goals were his penalties. Now Esselink, the centre back, is their leading goal scorer. 
But to be fair to Seridis, did they really back him in January when he needed signings, when he needed reinforcements? They brought in the, the striker, Khalili. They did. They did. They To be fair, they did. So they brought in Dumushai. And Dumushai, mm-hmm. if you remember, came off the bench and he scored. But yeah. he got a big injury. So he's just started to come back. They brought in this other Yagumagis or whatever his name is to replace Dumushai. And then he got injured as well, which mm. is why they went and got Gorupek and uh, who's the other one? I can't remember the other guy. It wasn't Khalili, was it? I forget his no, name. No, 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 the free transfer. Oh, pass. pass. Uh, because he was, yeah, I think he was at Achna last season and they brought him in. Anyway, uh, he was a striker as well. Uh, Khalili is a Swedish international you know, midfielder. He's played for Sweden. So, you know, I think I think they they backed him, but uh, it's just it, it's just unlucky with injuries. Um, you know, just finishing. I don't want to. I don't want to put blame on anyone in particular. But Hendricks has been there all season, and he's played quite yeah. a lot. He's a striker, yeah. and he scored zero. His assist, I don't think his assist record is that good either. Um, but it is what it is. What are you um, gonna do? What are you gonna yeah. do? Um, I two mean, more yeah. things very quickly, mate. Um, yeah. going back to the unorthodoxy loss against Agrida, uh, Christoforo, the uh, press representative of unorthodoxy, you know, the guy with the uh. I went like that with uh, mm. we are in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he basically uh, spoke to Cablenet at full time, and his words were basically today's result was unacceptable. It's a result that can't be repeated, and there are no excuses to give to the fans. The issue of motivation is understood to be non existent, um, but playing for an office should be a motivation enough, especially for those who wear the shirt. Uh, for those who aren't playing for the shirt, they can't be at the stadium. They can't be here and wear our shirt. We apologise to the fans. Uh, and we, they, they are well within their rights to receive uh, an apology. And for anyone who isn't motivated to wear the shirt, then don't wear it. <laughs> this match is more proof that a lot of changes need to be made. That's the first thing. And the second thing, um, Janlewski. Now there's a story coming out of a lot of the press that his position is untenable. He could be gone before the second leg against Olympia goes. Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. I mean, Janewski as well, there was there was an incident as the as the players were coming off for half-time. There was an incident between Janewski and some of the IL fans. Uh, I think it was just some, you know, just shouting back and forth. But there was there there was something going on there, which uh, obviously makes his position a little bit more um, on the precipice. <laughs> yeah, he's made his he's made his decision is is made his position difficult. But I think I think if you're getting rid of him before the second leg of the uh, of the cup. I think it's a big mistake, especially yeah. since you know he he knows he knows these players. 
he knows what to get out of them and you know he's been he's been rotating his team quite a lot because obviously he's trying to see well i'm guessing he was trying to see who would be good to keep for next season one thing and the other thing is to keep the players fresh for that second leg but obviously because he keeps chopping and changing bringing new people in taking other people out the things of that nature it's not so fluid in those games so the the team's not clicking and that's what's causing these negative results to come through for them um but yeah there's there's a there's a thing about pride as well you know it's yeah uh, if you can't motivate the players to have pride in these last few league games and they're already on holiday then the issue is with the manager not being able to motivate them to uh, to perform isn't it yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well very quickly let's let's touch on um salamina bursabul it could be bursabul yep. no more uh, mm-hmm. apparently he hasn't signed a new contract Do you want to elaborate on that mate yeah so they've had they they basically had an offer to him to continue past after Easter, because I think at the moment his contract is only up to Easter. Um, so uh, he's had that. He's had the offer basically for a month. Salamina, I've already come forward two or three times to say, you know, the offer we provided him is betterment to what he had previously. We want him to continue. He's doing a very good job. We think he's doing a fantastic job, and we want him to continue doing that fantastic job. Um, now. He's been sat with that contract for for a month or however long, but he hasn't put pen to paper. Now, is it because uh, he's got another offer in place? Is, is he trying to wait out something coming up? Um, I mean, personally, I think if he leaves, it's a that bad time for both him and Nelson. I mean, uh, there's a project there. I mean, Busaidis has already talked talked about the kind of project that they've got there is basically they find these players they get them up to a certain level and then they have to then let those players go to a bigger club but at the same time he's somehow managing to get the players that he had uh, in the second division that he found that then been released and gone on to better things some of them he's kept for this season and he's, he's carried them going and they've done great there's no reason why he can't do the same next season and keep doing that, keep doing that until now. I mean, out of one of those big clubs that he's complaining about. Um, I'm trying to think work, uh, jobs that he could go for. There's obviously there's uh, Veskonyar, which is a temporary solution at Anorthosis. But if you're talking about leaving because there's financial issues, <laughs> you don't want to go from one... <laughs> to the other um now we're talking about hell. obviously <laughs> i'm going to be looking at somebody uh Bafo are going to be uh, looking for a permanent solution but um they're probably going to be looking for something somebody more european well known more blah. um I are going to be looking for somebody temporary to fix that because i don't think i don't think the ultra is going to last much longer, especially with the trigger finger that uh, Javi Roca has. If it doesn't, yeah. if it's not going well, it doesn't go well. 
bringing somebody temporarily to finish the season like they like they did last season with uh david badia um uh but there's that is he going to go back to greece greek football at the moment is a shower <laughs> as proven by the fact that they want to move the the, the the FA Cup final to somewhere outside of Greece, um, but yeah, if he if he if he stayed at Nea Salamina and got them uh, into top six and maybe into Europe, imagine what kind of like name he would be to get them to that level. Obviously, there's a lot of work, and it's going to take quite a lot of time, and you know. A, a footballing career only lasts so long so maybe bigger better things is the way to go um but yeah on now salamina's side they've got quite a few to pick from <laughs> at the moment the pile i mean we've seen we've seen how big the pile is at the moment you know sergidis is free be great fit for them um you've got so many other managers kind of just waiting in the wings waiting for something as well so there's there's uh, world's the oyster for both of them i guess yep yep yeah um, all right yeah <laughs> anything else for to... group b i'm trying to try trying to think no that's it that's it i think we're done i think we're done yeah yeah i think the only ones that get away with it this weekend or, or this week shall i say are doxa and agrida <laughs> I couldn't have sacked anyone. Doxo won. They're in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Paralimni. Paralimni are fine as well. If you want well, a negative on Paralimni, uh, they're not scoring goals. That's no, it. No. Unfortunately for yeah. them, no. And they're seven points away from Doxa. But we'll go into the league table in a bit. Let's let's move on to, to Group A. And uh, wow, what a... <laughs> What a fiery weekend it's been, I guess. Uh, it's been entertaining, I, I must admit. And let's begin uh, in Buffer. Salgado's first league game in charge. Uh, Buffer absolutely walloped Ajax 4-0. Um, wow, mate, honestly. Watching the highlights, because I didn't watch the, the full game, um, Ajax defending was absolutely atrocious. Honestly, it's it's the worst I've seen them this season, and I'm not gonna I'm not exaggerating here. In terms of the the types of goals that they conceded, it's the worst defending I've seen in the league this season, mate. It was terrible, absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. How can you play a high line with three defenders across the the kickoff spot, and then you're another centre back five yards behind them? It was terrible, absolutely. But take nothing away from Buffer. They deserve the win. Uh, two goals for Abdurahimi, um, a guy who's on who's on loan from Agrida, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Tankovic scored and and uh, Gane at the end. So yeah, that's oh, this goal, Thoughts? this goal. Oh my god! Oh, the second goal, unbelievable. Sorry, so for people listening, we're just watching the second goal here. I I suggest people watch like the defensive shambles that. Uh, Stell mentioned that it's it's not it's not conjecture. It's the absolute worst kind of defending that I've seen in a long time. Um, just just the, the replays of it are incredible. Uh, it gets worse every time. 
It does. And do you know what? When you watch it again, Milicevic plays the back pass yeah. and it's so wayward. He then has the temerity to blame Tomovic. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, I, mate? <laughs> I, I, got, I got no idea, man. I got no idea what is... It's... I don't, I don't know how the the wheels have fallen off the wagon so much for 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 Ike. It's bro. It happened with Omonia last season. It happened with Omonia last season. It's the European campaign. It's killed them. It's killed them. It's uh, well, yeah, but I mean, if you have a look at the players that they brought in, those players were supposed to provide some respite. Or some of those of these other players that would be tired. For instance, Jacqueline has come in, uh, and he's supposed to be a direct replacement for either um, this bloody again. Gushka. Again, they left. They, they left him. Gushka. Yeah, they left him. On yeah, their, oh, don't, don't worry. Tankovic, sorry, sorry, Tankovic, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Tankovic's goal, which we're going to see in a bit, is even worse, mate. Honestly, it, it is a catastrophe. It's, it's, it really it, it's is. making me. It's making me lose my concentration. Things I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, Gromov has been an absolute no show. Um, it was, it was Nikolic. Nikolic has scored so many goals. So many goals at so many places. And he's come to Ajax, and except for that goal against Karmiodisa, where he didn't even mean it, if you remember, we talked about it. Jesus Christ. Um, he's been he's been non-existent as well. So yeah. if we go back to this Tankovic goal. Look, the, the defending, what, 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 is, what, is, what is this? What, what, what is this? What is this? Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's great. It, it's great dummy from Gyro as well. He's, he's, done, he, he's done great there. He's, he's just gone. There you go. Teed it up for him, and uh, this is this is literally throwing in the towel from the first minute. Yeah, this is what it is, and I'm telling you this now: if Ultra is still in charge of the club after Easter, I will be shocked. If yeah. if I play Omonia on the 21st and Ultra is on the bench, I will be shocked. I think he's a dead man walking, man. They've yeah. they've killed him. These players have killed him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely basically. killed him. Basically. I'm sorry for, for any Ike player or fan that's watching these these players defensively, all four goals that you cannot excuse them, any of them. I, yeah, any of them at all. If you have if you listen to the press conference that Ultra did as well, he didn't didn't give any excuses. He said it's absolutely terrible and then said trabajo, work. They've got a lot of work to do to, to improve because that's at the, oh my god! Right, I'm going to try and go back to my notes for a second, especially since we're not showing the bloody replays anymore. So yeah, um, basically my thinking is that um, Ultra has a plan A, and it's a very good plan A when it works. Uh, but there's no plan B, so he's got the plan A is a high defensive line. Overload, get crosses in, get plays into the box as quickly as possible, move everybody as far up the pitch as possible. But when you've got, when you're playing against a team like Bafos, who've got speedy players, Gyro is very, very fast, he's a very fast player. So he's going to call, and he's, he's the kind of player who likes to get in, uh, get in a defender's face. He's very good at pressing, he's going to force mistakes out of you. 
if you don't have anybody to or anything to deal with that then you're going to leave yourself open to the kind of goals they conceded um but yeah they keep trying to play from the back uh sorry play out from the back and tomovic and milicevic are not necessarily the kind of players that would be doing that they're kind of your old school defenders are going to try and get in the way they're going to tackle give it to somebody else and deal with it uh but it, it, it that is what it is um on the other side of things mentioned baffle 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 salgado got everything correct for this game i mean even starting bruno on the bench brings in abdul rahimi abdul rahimi gets the two goals uh and you can you like you could see from the highlights free flowing People, like, there was more flexibility in the way Bafos moved forward. They weren't as rigid as when Bruno uh, is in the team. And it's because they try and get basically get everything to Bruno and then expect Bruno to do the magic. Whereas without Bruno there, they can, they've got all these different options. They can, they can fly about. Um, well, it's it's the second game. It's the second game that Salgado's coached Buffalo this season. It's the second game that Bruno started on the bench and it didn't but, lose. But the good thing that he did do is he brought him on with Tankovic in the second half, quite late on. Took advantage of those tired legs to get the trickery out. So I mean, Bruno basically made those two goals in the second half, the three and the four nil. With with his with his with his with his running and his trickery, so the, the 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 third goal is basically him crossing the ball and Gyro dummies it for Tankovic to finish, and the fourth one is he basically does the one-two with Kane, doesn't he? When yeah. Kane finishes, so I mean he's not. <laughs> they paid a lot of money for him to just be the guy, kind of guy to come off the bench and turn the game on a screw, and. It's something that probably he needs, he needs, and whoever takes over from Salgado next season, mm. they will also need to work him into a system that one takes advantage of all the attacking prowess that Buffalo have, but also is able to fit Bruno in. Absolutely, and the thing is, going back to what you said about Salgado getting it right, if you notice with the, the goals that Buffalo scored, especially on the counter attack. They had eight or nine men in the box, including the goalkeeper. So when that ball was delivered in the box, they've got enough bodies. Because as we keep saying, Ike overload the box. Mm-hmm. So they're susceptible, susceptible, can't even say it, susceptible to counter I can't even get my words out today. Susceptible to counterattack. And the, the counterattacking goals that Buffalo scored were created by the pacey players, as you, as you quite rightly said. And they expose them every single time. But it's almost as if since since the Abolon game, when they lost 3-1, Ike, it's almost as if they're playing like 10 yards higher up the pitch. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't have the legs to, to track back players. And look, we can, we can blame the European campaign all we want. But what I will say about that is that loss at West Ham that smashing that they received, I think that's absolutely taken the wind out of themselves completely. The, the, the confidence is gone. It's absolutely gone. You, well, you say that, 
but after that game, remember there were there. I remember seeing like pictures and videos of them celebrating as if they won the bloody game. So I don't think it's. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's what's done it. I think it's basically they took the piss with the league because of obviously their earlier season, earlier form uh, in the season, and then realised, oh, actually, we've got to play just the good teams now. Mm. And uh, they they ballsed it up. And as they've continued ballsing it up, the motivation, not the motivation, the confidence has dropped from them. Yeah. So I think that I think that's what's done it. Because the West Ham game, they were like, you know, after the West Ham game, you know, the changing room, there was pictures of them being like, yeah, yeah woo, West Ham, woo. Yeah, but see that that for me is is a loser mentality. And the thing is, you know, I hate to bring it back to my club or Monia, but when we played Man United, okay, it's Man United. You're you're gonna you're gonna be excited, but at the same time. Conduct yourself in a different way. Don't act starstruck. And if you are starstruck, make sure you don't post it all over fucking social media. Keep it with your mates. Keep it with your family. That well, kind of stuff. Saying that, you know, Zoho played his played his ass off that game, so he could probably get away with you know the social media posts. Right, but three or four players standing around Cristiano Ronaldo while he's holding his shirt. I think, okay, I, I get it. He's a legend. I get it. He's yeah. a, he's an icon. Whatever. But if you can have that photograph. Don't plaster it all over social media because I just think it it kind of denigrates your own reputation because you're mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's just me being old school in my in my ways of thinking, but if you want to be at that level, you can't be seen to be licking the ass of people that level. You're right, I mean? you're right, you're right. That, that's that's how I see it. But uh, okay, I, I think I think with with the Omonia versus Manchester United game, it makes a bit of sense at least because the score was respectable. Touche. Ike, when they were playing, when they played West Ham, they lost. What was it four nil? Yeah. Yeah, and Ledes got sent off. Yep. There's nothing to celebrate there at all. If if it was me, I'd be I would have been bollocking them. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's that that's goes back to the mentality thing yeah. with Cyprus, doesn't it? Goes back yeah. to the mentality thing. But anyway, yeah. right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Got uh, two more games to go. Two more games. It's two more games, isn't it? Mm. Two more games. Yeah, two yeah. more games. Right. I'm, I'm losing track. Right. Okay. So. This one, Abuel losing at home 2-0 to Abolon. Um, goals okay. scored. <laughs> All right, okay. Before we, we talk about like the goals scored and that kind of shit, because Humboldt scored a fantastic goal. Bitsa mm-hmm. scored a lovely goal, but Abuel should have been a goal up. Listen, you see me, I'm wearing this Omonia uh, sweatshirt, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have my green tinted specs on. Dalcio scores a brilliant goal. It's a wonderful finish with his left foot. But the goal was disallowed for apparently handball by Kavilidaya. Now, okay, from that angle, it looks like it's handball from that angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can watch it a hundred times again. That is not handball. And the fact is, you can see it there, right? That we just saw that, that angle right in front of him, right? Where he's, he's facing his chest. 
it hits just below his shoulder. That's not a handball, boys and girls. I'm sorry for any no. one of your fans watching. That's not a handball. And while it's funny seeing Aboel struggle, if if both teams were the teams that you didn't give a shit about, you're saying that is bullshit, isn't it? It's absolute. I I like I I basically well I mean <laughs> I said on the. Uh, I said on, on on Twitter when somebody asked about it. I said, "Spoiler alert! <laughs> I think it's absolute bollocks." Um, but yeah, the the today as well. Um, well, on Wednesday as we're recording, the um, the VAR review came out, uh, where basically the uh, uh, the. Mazic seems to have agreed with the VAR official and then came oh, a big no. old big old explanation that like I read it in Greek, I transliterated it into English, I, I, clicked, I clicked on Google Translate to check that as well. No idea what the fuck he's talking about. Like normally, normally I try to defend a referee or VAR or whatever, but there's no there's no way to defend it. There's no way, but, it, but anyway. You can't, you can't defend it. And what makes it even worse, and do you know what? Again, at the risk, uh, th this is my opinion. It's not fact. So um, don't sue me. But it seems that you cannot say anything about Mazic at all. Because if you do, one way or the other, you'll get shafted. One way or the other. Um, yeah. And it's not on. And it's not on. And look, as an Omonia fan, we've seen Aborg at many decisions over the years and we've yeah. complained about them. But that, you know, you could tell that there's a lot going on back then. But we're talking about the here and now. And if you want to talk about the interest of fairness, that's not a handball. But no. I don't want to take anything away from Abolon either because I think they defended no. well. Yeah. Humboldt scored that cracking goal, which we, obviously we didn't talk about. But again, Belich, your mate, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't cover himself Belich. with glory. I, did did Abor do enough to get anything out of this game? Do you believe, though? Um. Well, you know, the decision that decision came like in the first minute of the game, so mm. that could have spanned the game on its head. Um, saying that, that you know, Abuel had chances. I think if you have a look at the stats uh, for the game, you know. Everything except for you know that the big important stat was uh, was kind of towards Abuel. Belich obviously produced one good save during the game. Maybe we just saw it for for Warda. Um, but yeah, uh, it was yeah Abuelan deserved it, man. Andone yeah. seems to always come with a plan to a game, and the plan is different every time. And this counter-attacking goal pretty much and, sums them yeah. up. I mean, they won the ball on, on their on their own half in their, in their own box, practically, you know, on the edge of the box. It's yeah. a great finish from Bitter, man. Great yeah. finish. Yeah, 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 man. Bitter. So, so the thing about Andoni is, as well is he's done something that the other, what is it, one, two, the two managers Three. before him this season <laughs> um, haven't done. And I don't know why, but is play handball. You play handball, and all of a sudden the the team's bloody well beaters. All of a sudden, all yeah. of a sudden, that's, yeah. that's basically all they needed. Um, but yeah, uh, 
This one pissed oh, yeah. off offside. When I first saw it, I was a little bit confused because I thought, well, the guy that was given offside for he wasn't interfering with play, but but he was, you know, but he was, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. It, the way the way they made it look like was that the the they had it at uh, they, they they had it drawn on two or three other players, but basically mm. you have four players, five six players offside there, <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. it's a difficult one. But yeah. Um, the other thing is as well with uh, with the game is Jovanovic in Apollon's goal. So over the last month or so, Jovanovic Jovanovic's performances have been through the roof, yeah. and and the fans are obviously agreeing uh, with that because he keeps getting man of the, the man of the match award, and you know he pulled off like three or four fantastic saves to to keep the clean sheet. Uh, uh, so yeah, between between Jovanovic, Hambo, uh, Bita, uh, I mean, even Warda. Warda was fairly quiet, but I mean, you could see him kind of on the periphery of of, of our Abolon's chances as well. Yeah. Uh, Andone seems to seems to have got. He seems to have a plan for every game, and more often than not, it seems to work. So we talked about last week, obviously. They basically stopped Aris playing the Aris game that that they have, um, but uh, still lost the game. The other the, the other four games that he's been in charge of, they, they've been they've been something else. Yeah, and I think is I I don't think it's no coincidence that okay I know Cole uh, didn't play the full ninety minutes, but I think it's no coincidence with him back in the team. Yeah, they look at a little bit more solid in in midfield. And let's give Andoni more flowers because they haven't had a left back since Hamas got injured, and uh, Ekpolo played left back at the weekend, mm. and he was outstanding. He was outstanding. So you're right, Andoni's done something right, and he's it's almost as if he's changed the mentality completely at the club. Now, hindsight is a great thing, and this time next season we might be talking about another head coach. <laughs> because you know how things change and um, yeah. I, want, I want to kind of like sidestep a little bit and talk about Aboel now because obviously we're going to we're going to discuss Addis beating Omonia but there are players who have now come back into the Aboel team you know, Kostadinov uh, started um, you know Marquinhos is back etc etc the heat is now on um, Milojevic the heat is now on him big time big time and um, I don't know how long he'll be in a job now because if they don't win the title, I think that'll be him gone. I don't, I don't, have they won in their last three or four games? I can't remember the last time they won. Four games, four games uh, without a win. Yeah, yeah. It's... That's not title form, is it? With six no. games to go. No, no. He definitely needs to find a way to pick these players up. But if I go, because um, we obviously we had a lot to talk about during the highlights if we go yeah. back to the second goal it starts from basically Cole picking up the ball and Safo looks at Cole and just steps back lets him run run with the ball and you see him Safo is stood there and he's just he's just walking he's just walking back 
Are you, are you going to try and put it back now to, to rewatch it? Uh, okay. <laughs> you're going to make me do it now. You're going to make me do it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's seriously. It's like sad thought. Is... What is it? Hang on. That's still 1-0. Oh, no, no, no. Keep, 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 keep going. No, it's keep going. It, there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go back a little bit here. Right. Here, right. here you go. So watch what watch, watch number forty four. That's sad for right. Well, they, they, there's there's well, there's three players crowding around Kvilitaya. Yeah, so right. he's got now out. He's got now outlet for a start. But yeah, but there you go. That's sad for. What the hell was that? Yet. Like I like like even even if you think, even if you think you're not going to get to him, drag him back, drag him back. Get the yellow card. Yeah. Get the red card. Whatever because. The thing is, in all fairness, in all fairness, right, Sarfo has practically played every game this season, man. He's been an ever-present, and it wouldn't be surprised me if he's a bit burnt out. And also, also, Dalcio was in the middle of the park with him the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So he's effectively been two holding midfielders roles. But can we just go back and, and just um, give, our, give our flowers to this, to this goal, man, from, um, from uh, Humble? Because... Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think he will score a better goal in his career. Let me find it, man. I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. I just missed it. It's Lovely. It's it's missed go. it again, Stel. Where you go? Uh, bang. Bang. There, there you go. go. He, he but the question I have to ask, him. again, you, you could even say, well, where's Sadfo on him? Why is he not picking him up? Because he's free. Mm. But do you expect him to volley it from 25 yards? I, I don't think so. Um, but, you know, they say win the first ball, which they did. Did they clear their lines for the second? No, Kvilidaya's got rid of it, but he's just only headed it back into trouble. They say head it away yeah. and he's headed it straight forward, but Belic, did he, could he have done better with it? I, I could argue he saw it late just because of the crowd in front of him. Yeah, possibly. But, but you, you know... to do better. Yeah. Him to do better. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. But yeah, Humble, Humble has been... Uh, a revelation. It's been a revelation. I don't. I don't understand how he's been a revelation because he's been at Apollon for how long? A long time. And, <laughs> long and time. he was. He was one of the players who were. He was instrumental for the title win as well, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. I don't understand why he's a revelation. Well, he's he's rejuvenated. How about that one? He's yeah. Rejuvenated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Abuel, Abuel, like they got to do something. Abuel has to do something because mm. there's a juggernaut coming. Yes, well, let's let's talk about that then. Let's talk about that then. And um, Omoni the losing at home. Yeah, Omoni <laughs> losing three 0 to Aris at home. Um, look, I'm sure you heard what I had to say on yesterday's No Choftes. I'm. Not happy that we lost, but if it means that Aris went above Abuel, then so be it. Two incredible goals from Aris. Both of them are overhead kicks. One from Benson, one from Bambika. Our guy, Morgan Brown, scoring the third. Um, to be honest, I saw up until the 25th minute, I think Omonia were okay. But then the goal came and that was it. Game done. Go mm. to bed. Galinichta. That's it. Yeah, I mean... It's it's hard to get your players motivated after <laughs> after conceding a goal like that, man. It's it's like 
a goal like that happens, you just think it's not your day, isn't it? It's like it's it's not going to happen because yeah. it's it's a great finish as well. Like I take nothing away from Benson; he, he gives it like a good, fantastic finish. But who's Rene? Who's the <laughs> yeah, who's, who's the who's the defender that's that's Gitsos. Yeah, so Gitsos slips just beforehand as well. Which yeah, gives he didn't, just he didn't deal with the second one either. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but it gives him that extra bit of space to try yeah. something because that cross was going nowhere. But he had the uh, he had the wherewithal, the opportunity, and the space to try the fantastic, and it worked out. Uh, but yeah, and then and then they were all like, Cochrane hits the fucking crossbar, <laughs> doing the same thing. Yeah, as. It was uh, yeah, like like I said, the uh, kind of uh, to start off with Tour de France, all the bicycle kicks. Mate, maybe uh, uh, Addis have been doing overhead kick challenges for their YouTube, and they, yeah. they thought, oh, fuck it, let's try it on the pitch now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't even need to get the they, they don't even need to get the video out no more. They can just no. they can just show clips from from this game. <laughs> oh, unbelievable! Again, uh, the the way that Addis come forward. There's the way you try to stop that. I mean, some people don't try to stop it, but the way you try to stop that is obviously you pack out that midfield. Yep. You yep. you fill that midfield with as many bodies as you can, and and make sure you tell the players to stop those runs. Because I mean, are you, you, are you surprised that. with are you surprised with how easy it was for him second half though? Because these um. These highlights don't actually do Aris much justice because it was actually even more convincing than the than the highlight show. There you go. There's the second <sighs> Yeah. Kill. Yeah. You know, that was great. It's great stuff. Uh, listen, uh, it's uh, Shpilevsky there. I, I don't. I can't. I couldn't tell if Shpilevsky was happy or having a go <laughs> for the second time, third time. Sorry, but you know, um, it's. As the game wears on as well, is you know, especially with the players that Aris have gone have got, as the game wears on and they bring in more attacking legs, fast legs, and you know, the people you're bringing on are not the fastest, not able to deal with that. You're gonna have a lot of tired legs. So obviously, kind of the two nil, what was that, 70 minutes? 17th minute yeah. something like that yeah so if you're gonna attack after attack after attack after attack you know and then and then morgan brown scores one of the easier easier goals that he's <laughs> scored in an shirt he'll have it he'll have it me i i like it i like him to take his 30 yard pop shots you know this is this is, <laughs> this is a bit meh for, for me you know, give me, give me, give, give me something exciting to look at. Four out of ten, Morgan. Four <laughs> out of ten, mate. <laughs> it, it went for 25, 30 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's where you should be banging them in from. But yeah, um, it's it's uh, the the way that Aris keep coming and just keep coming and coming and coming at you. After a while, you know, just not not not. Physic, not not just physically, but mentally tiring. 
to just yeah. have to keep dealing with it again and again and again and again. Now, I, don't, I, I didn't see the substitutions that uh, Sofroni made, but I'm guessing it, they weren't the, the best substitutions to make. I didn't see. Well, a, a change was made before kickoff because Adam Matthews um, was originally named on the team sheet, but then he tore his abductor before kickoff. Ah. So Gitsos, Gitsos came in at right back. Yuster uh, then came on at half time for. Who did he come on for? Shit. Oh, who did he come on for? Zaharil. Well, he came on I've for got... Zaharil. Oh, right. Okay. He came on for Zaharil and then Militic went right back. Uh, Kasama later came on. Babuli came on at half time. Uh, to play on the left. Uh, Shraddy also came on later. I mean, look, as you saw from the highlights, we had one shot on target and that was in the 46th minute. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, look, I'm just going to say this. I don't think our players were bothered about this, this game because of what it meant to the, to the mm-hmm. league table. And I'm just going to say it because, you know, it's, it's, it's normal for teams to, to down tools when uh, you know it's not going to benefit your uh, your rivals, I don't think it's professional. But if you're an Ammonia fan and you're look, thinking that, like shit, what do we do? Do we beat Aris and give Abu the chance to win the title? Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine how much stick these players would have got if they did win the game? Can you imagine? You win the game and you get shot on. But I don't really want to talk about my team too much because they've got yeah. other things on their minds at the moment. No, we've we got to the, talk about Addy, man. We've got to talk about Addy. Exactly, Addy. exactly. And, it, and it, I think it, the scary, the, the scary thing that we haven't even mentioned, bro, right, throughout this season is the, the talent that they've got coming off the bench. I mean, we saw Morgan Brown come on. Mayan Bella came off. Came on, sorry. Stepinski came on. Uh, Jablonski is still there. they got Monek Paquet on the bench. You could do Sikorski can still come on. Like... Come on, man. You know, I, th- I think Milovic is sitting there going, fucking, I'm getting all these injuries and I'm trying to get, assemble a team. You know, you got um, Donny's getting injured left, right and centre. you got Kostadinov just coming back. Then you got Ndongala, hot and cold. You know, the centre-backs, he's not sure if Garo can play week in, week out. He's got all these other players. And here we go with Aris, who are top of the league now. They haven't lost in, since when, December? It's been a while. I mean, even even in defence, Bilea is keeping Yago out of the team. Mm. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Yago's not Steve Yago's not a, a bad player. Well, Yago <laughs> played centre back. Yago played centre back uh, yeah, yesterday, but, and Boyki yeah. was at was at right back. But yeah. So 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 yeah. So they've it's. They've got everything in place. So you know, you mentioned, you mentioned before that you know next season is their season. And when I did the prediction, when I did my prediction, it's online. People can see my predictions <laughs> with with Ayl at the top and Ari's finishing in the second. Ari's finishing in the second group. Absolute, absolute. Bollocks! Obviously, needed to flip those two around. Well, you know, hindsight and all that. <laughs> yeah, but but I, like the the way that the the way that they're playing. Again, we talked about last week where if Plan A doesn't work, just try Plan B. 
Plan B was to dig in and win it ugly, and they did. And that was probably the one thing that uh, was was kind of holding Addis back, and they've managed to fix that now. So yeah. there's nothing holding them back. So everybody, everybody should be scared. They, yeah, absolutely. I, they, I mean, they, they're they're going to win it, aren't they? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> they're going to win it. They're going to win. I it. hope so. <laughs> I hope it's... so. I can't, I can't have them lot winning it. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Let's go to the league table yeah. before we quickly discuss other other things because a lot has been going on, obviously, even in the lower leagues. But this is the league table. As you can see, Aris are now top of the league. They're a point ahead of Upwell. There's six games to go. Um, Upwell still have a very good um, goals conceded or goals against uh, record, to be fair. But Aris have now scored 56 goals this season. Um, Ayek... <sighs> Third place, four points behind Abuel. It wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo leapfrog Ajax sooner rather than later. Uh, my little team, Omonia, sixth place, not very good. Uh, Abolon, imagine where they would be if they'd have uh, beaten Ayal instead of having their fans fight against them. But in the relegation group, as you can see, Agrida bottom. I think if they lost today, they'd have been officially down, but they... They survive for at least one more week anyway. Olympia goes seventh on 23 points, six points clear. Then Paralimni also on 23 points. And then Doxa, seven points clear of Paralimni. Um, I don't want to say it's done and dusted, but it's it's looking likely that Paralimni are going back into the second division. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think those bottom three, uh, it's going to take a miracle for any of those bottom three to come out of there. Um, yeah. Maybe you could argue that maybe if IL got a result, it makes makes things a bit more interesting against you know if IL had beaten Garmiodisa, because then that would have been like a fifth club involved in that yeah. relegation issue. But I don't know, man. I think I think it's gone. I think those three teams are down. Nice knowing you. Yep. See you again sometime soon. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. Yeah. Um, mate, I know there's uh, a few things you'd like to discuss, but before we talk about um, your mate, spin the wheel and guess which <laughs> guess which um, punishment you get, I want to bring up this. And you and I spoke about this um, the other day. This was uh, an Instagram story put up by Kasper Choratska. Now, Kasper Choratska, for those of you who don't know, used to be uh, Omonia's fourth or fifth choice goalkeeper. In the summer, he joined Ermiz Aradipo. And at the weekend, Ermiz faced a team called Box uh, in a second division game. And there, were, there was a few whispers. There was a few whispers. And someone told me, put some money on Box beating Hermes away from home. I was like, really? Go, yeah, 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 yeah. They're 3.2. They're 3.2. Put some money on them. So I can't be bothered with this. I'm not going to listen to this. Because you hear about all these things in Cyprus happening, and I didn't, I didn't want to pay attention to it. Lo and behold, Hermes lost 3-1. They were 2-1 down uh, with seven minutes of added time left to play, and then uh, Box grabbed a third. And at full time... This is like 12, 15 minutes after the game. The Hermes goalkeeper puts up this story. The Abba song, Money, 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 
a gif, as you can see, someone throwing money in the air, and it's got the, the lyrics to the ABBA song. Make of that what you want. Listen, listen, I, to tell you the truth, with everything else that's happened this week, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> 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 again. So it's kind of like just hearing all of it again, like like almost like refreshed. It's like F five, F five, F five. Yeah, it's it, he's saying the quiet part out loud. What's he doing? What is he doing? What's he doing? Obviously, I don't know. I don't know because the thing is, right? You you could say. I mean, he could argue. Well, maybe the referee was brought out. Maybe that's why he put it there. Maybe that's yeah. why. You you, you you can't again. It's conjecture. But when if, I'm if hearing, he has you... evidence for that though. He should be pointing it forward. Exactly. As per, as per the training that the that uh, the players' union and the betting authority keep arguing about paying for. Yep. Yeah. So... But yeah, it's it's wild, mate. It's wild. And as I said, if if I didn't receive a message from a mate saying, put some money on that game. I wouldn't have thought anything of it, to be honest. I thought, well, why is Casper doing that? I would have thought exactly what I said. Like, maybe he felt the referee is paid off. But then when I see that, like a couple of hours after I, I receive a message from someone saying to me, put some money on that game. No, <laughs> I'm not putting money on anything. That'd be yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, know. but I, I, I'd want to see... Um, well... Vrioni is always like a week late on stuff, so maybe maybe you might mention it next week. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. But we haven't seen any reports about a red envelope, so. No, but they're they're all they're always a bit delayed, aren't they? Plus, they're already investigating. Uh, they're already investigating that Omonia Radipur game as well. That uh, Gob said there's no game to be investigated, and then the investigating authority said we're investigating this game like half an hour later anyway well if they if they don't at least look at it and find nothing's happened if they don't at least look at it then there's definitely something wrong because they need to at least look at look at what's gone on there's no way there's no way that that's just you know if the referee was bought and that's what he was complaining about then he needs to go complain about it to the relevant authorities not just put a thing on instagram and be like yeah hear no evil see no evil speak no evil anyway yeah let's move on let's let's move on (laughs) speaking of evil so i kind of i kind of put this higher up in the notes to not finish on the same downer that we did last week but Brionidis did his whole thing of like, hey, oh, for you get a fine and you get a fine and you and everybody gets a fine. Um, except for Ethnikos Achnas. Obviously, last week, the end of the pod kind of went, I went off on one because of what the Ethnikos Achnas fans did with the explosive devices. Um, so just, just to, just to uh, bring everybody up to speed, uh, there was a game between Ethnikos Achnas and Othello Sathienu. Um, 
three Ethnikos Akhnas fans managed to get explosive devices into the stadium, then through those explosive devices, at the Othello's Athienu group, fans, whatever, because there was two big, in, big, big injuries that required hospital attention. One was the Andy Broedro of Othello's uh, Athienu, and the other one was a 15-year-old kid. Now, on that, Vrionidis, uh, has, from up on high, has cast down his mighty sword of punishment and decided to fine Achna and ban fans from one home game. Now, as well as that... One. Yeah, one. As well as that, he's decided to fine Othello's Athienu for what happened during that altercation. Okay? Now, I want to also remind everyone that Achna have already been hit with a one mat, uh, one home match being played behind closed doors and one away match without their fans because their fans attacked a referee after a game. So they've got priors. Now, this happens, which is, in theory, it's worse because they've injured more people. They've actually brought banned things into the stadium, things that blow up. And can hurt people, more people if they were better at throwing. I don't want I don't want to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, um there would have been a bigger problem if they if if they'd done you know, if they if they were better, if if there were if they were playing, say, in a first division game and there was like, I don't know what Abuel fans or whatever, there would have been a lot more people concentrated there. They would have caused a lot more, a lot more injuries. Everyone this decides, oh, this is a worse, this is a worse off situation. Therefore, I am going to give him a lesser punishment. <laughs> now he also said that he was going to publish a letter today to explain that. Now, uh, up to the point of us recording, he hasn't. He hasn't published this letter yet. Um, I'm just while 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 we're talking, I'm just checking. Half, half past here. ten at if, night in Cyprus, so he ain't going to do if nothing. He's updated. <laughs> uh, no one's going to be updated. No, he hasn't published his letter. He has not published that letter yet. So you know, unless unless he's waiting for you know midnight or when nobody's going to be paying attention. But yeah. That's the punishment he's decided to give Achna. I mean, if it was me, if it was me, so if I'm Vrionidis, just, let me let me just let me just I'm spinning the wheel. <laughs> oh, points deduction. Oh, let me spin it again just in case. Ah. Points deduction. Do you know why it's a points deduction? Because all the bits of the wheel say points deduction on it. You deduct points for that kind of thing. You, you decided to ban the fans for one home game and one away game. Like, pretty big. You attacked a referee. Now you, you're basically chucking bombs at people. 
Points deduction. Points deduction takes them out of the promotion race altogether, and then they might actually do something. I have a theory as to why there is no points deduction. And I'm only guessing, again, this is just me guessing. It's not anything that I've heard or I've been told. It's not, you know, again, I haven't got any evidence to prove this. So it's just conjecture. But you know who are third place at the moment, right? Is it, it, uh, uh, Omonia, FC United of Omonia? Omonia, Gosenia. Yeah. The, the the new Omonia with Thiranya, the ultras. Do you really think GOP want them promoted? This, this is a question to, to the listeners, to the viewers. Do you really think the Cypriot FA want this team promoted into the top division? If if it was the case of them not having them get promoted to the top division. Then when they created the club, you just say no and not give them the license. Yes, I agree. But maybe in their naivety, they thought, ah, that's not going to work. They're not going to be able to go up to the, the top division. No chance. Then actually chance. But hey, they flipped the script, didn't they? I think they're worried. I think the CFA are worried if this team gets promoted because of the amount of fans that they have. They're worried, obviously, we know about the Gata Filatlu and all the crowd trouble that we have. I think they believe that if Omone Gosenya get promoted, they're going to be a problem on and off the pitch. That's what I think anyway. Now, this isn't to say that these people are troublemakers. I'm not saying that they are. I think the CFA are bricking it, honestly. Mm. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Again, it's not a fact. It's not. I'm not saying that this is 100%. It's my opinion. So you cannot sue me. Fuck you. Anyway. Well, yeah. they must definitely have a pot set to the side for all the fines that they keep breaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have to keep paying fines because they keep bringing in, you know, flares, uh, firecrackers, fireworks, stuff they keep bringing beers and all kinds of stuff and things going on uh at one point uh, at one point they got fined because they threw four balls onto the pitch at the same time to get uh, to to uh make sure the game doesn't continue at the pace it was so they could uh squeeze a few get a few more points listen you can't you can't give a license for a club like Omonia 29 and not think what if you have to think about the what ifs but they, they never think about the what ifs and we know this we know this they never think about the what ifs well you know? get on there I, I, listen People are going to say to me, well, you know, if they didn't want Omonia Gosenya, then they would have docked them points for the incident a few weeks ago where the ball boy apparently came on the pitch and apparently spat at the goalkeeper. And apparently the, the fans put, was it uh, tear gas in the, in the goalkeeper's drinks bottle? Apparently, apparently, apparently. And then both clubs came out with a joint statement saying, no, 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 
nothing to see here kind of thing. But I, I think there's something untoward happening. I believe anyway, I believe. But look, let's push that to the side. Is there anything yeah. else that we need to go into? Uh, Vrioni, this side, no. Um, <laughs> but um, a, couple, a couple of things. So first of all, we've got a Cypriot coach managing a top team abroad. Yeah, we've got Elias Haralambos, who we didn't mention it last week because we ran out of time. But we've got Elias Haralambos, he's at uh, Stuart Bucharest. Second um, division, no. third. Not yeah. second division. Yeah, I think so. Aren't they second? No, they're in the top division. Are they? Yeah, they're in... Is, oh, is it the, Al- the other style? F- oh, yeah, okay, so the, the, sorry, FC, sorry, sorry. FC, SB, not the... Because they split... And one of them yeah. was able to keep the full name and the other one had to go with this FCSB crap. But anyway, yeah. So he's, he's been in charge for two games. He hasn't lost one yet. But, yeah, okay. I mean, the two teams he's played is uh, second place and they drew. <laughs> and the other team they played was uh, basically the... the, the Romanian league's version of Omonia, you know, the, the the sixth place team that's too far away from all the other teams to be able to to, to impact on the on the league there. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one thing. Very good, very good. Haralambo uh, representing uh, another representative. This time in the Premier League. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Uh, yeah, so we get we finally get another representative in the Premier League, and he does the most Gibral thing imaginable. Right? <laughs> Imagine so Robertson. So this is this is uh, for for people who have been hiding under a rock for the last week. Uh, basically, one of the assistant referees in the Liverpool. What was it? Liverpool, Man United. No, Liverpool-Arsenal. Liverpool-Arsenal. In the Liverpool-Arsenal game was a Cypriot linesman. Uh, and Robertson, at half-time, decided to go approach the, the linesman and actually grabbed him uh, kind of from the back on, on the arm, kind of here, here-ish, <laughs> didn't he? Uh, and uh, so his name is Costantinos uh, Hajidagis, right? And I just imagined him going, Fiaule Mavre, eyes me easy, ho. And then he went, he went like that. Like, one, he was surprised, and two, doesn't want to hear it. He says, Mavre, eyes me easy, ho. Got Robertson on the chin. And everybody's lost their goddamn minds. Like, you've got, you've got Liverpool fans and some other. Uh, and and some other uh, people who are like he should be banned. He should be banned. Kick him out. Never, never, never be a referee again. He should be. He should be gone. And then you've got people on the other side of the coin, like Roy Keane, going like Robertson should be banned. He shouldn't be touching the assistant referee. Now, before I go into my opinion, what do you think? Um, I think it's been blown out of proportion, to be honest, because I don't think he intentionally uh, elbowed him in the face. I don't think like, because if you watch it again, it's not as if he looked over his shoulder and, and caught him with an elbow. He felt yeah. someone grabbing him. And look, 
let's get it right here, okay? At the risk of being tormented online by Liverpool fans, you know, because some of them can be like a little bit of a cult, you know. Um, Robertson has got previous. He is a gobby shite, right? He's a gobby cunt. Let's just put it that way, right? And he was probably giving it in. The linesman could probably hear him from five, ten yards away. And because he ignored him, Robertson thought, I'm a Premier League player. I play for Liverpool. I can do what I want. So he's gone to grab the referee. And the referee's just done that. Yeah? All right. So what? Robertson's short and he's caught him in the jaw. Okay? The guy didn't go down like a sack of spuds, to his credit. He didn't go rolling around holding his face like a lot of Premier League footballers do. But all of a sudden, I'm seeing people on, the, on television saying, oh, the, referee, the, the linesman needs to be banned for good. Well, hang about. We saw Mitrovic push a, a referee. He gets an eight-game ban. We saw Di Canio push a referee many years ago, pu- push the guy to the ground. Yeah? yeah he got 12-game ban. He, he got a 12-game ban. Okay, fine. If you're going to ban the referee, ban him. But don't turn around and say, oh, you need to ban him for good. He can't referee ever again, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Okay? Mm. Because as far as I'm concerned, I think it's good that a referee was able to defend himself because we see Premier League players, players in general, crowding around referees, trying to influence them, trying to yep. intimidate them, trying to antagonise them. And you know, because you know what? For me, if I'm walking down the street and someone's about to mug me, right, and they grab my arm and I swing my arm back, it's self-defence. Why are you putting your hands on an official? Mm-hmm. I thought the rule... In fact, I thought the Premier League rule... Yeah, the respect rule, the campaign that they did many years ago was only the captain is allowed to talk to the referee. Well, that that mm-hmm. rule's gone out the window. So mm-hmm. okay, so he he, he 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 did that. If Robertson was six foot four, six foot five, he'd have caught him in the in the in the stomach. It'd have been nothing. But because he caught him in the face, and Robertson stood there like a deer in headlights. What the fuck just happened? It's a fucking it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. Mm. Okay. All right, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it to get <laughs> that uh, because because my my thinking of it is is a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think it's a bit a bit of both. I think the I think they're both fucked up. I think they're both fucked up because uh, you're not going to go up to an assistant referee and grab him by the shoulder and, uh, and and mouth off because you're not supposed to. So. He should get hit with whatever he's supposed to get hit. He's yeah, fine, bam, whatever. Right? Same time, scowl him, Avery. You know, <laughs> you know, it probably, it probably did. Like he wasn't expecting it, and, and you know, self defense and everything. But at the same time, he's supposed to be in an elite competition, so he's supposed to not react. You know, like referees, referees. You've seen them, they don't react because the whole point is they're trying to calm down the situation. And if you react normally, you end up exacerbating things. You know, there's like the handbags at 10 paces that you hear a lot of the time. You know, the whole thing about, you know, footballers, more footballers getting involved when one and the other goes uh, goes off and does whatever. So they're not supposed to react. So he should also have a ban, say like three, four games, whatever, right? They're both at fault. That's what my thinking is. But just so he knows, right? Just so Costandinos Hajiragis knows, we need rest in Gibraltar, <laughs> <laughs> who, 
who would probably be like, fuck off <laughs> if, if, if any of the players get a bit too close. Because as we know, things get a bit crazy. So imagine if the Nair Salamina fans tried to spit at this guy. Yeah? He'd just end up climbing climbing into the stand. The thing is, right, what, what I will say though, again, in the linesman's defense, right? It's half time. You're you're walking to the, the halfway line. There's a lot of noise around you. Maybe mm. It's it's just an instinctive thing where someone goes to grab your arm. When someone grabs your arm, you, you you're gonna you're gonna do something like. And that, it, it, mm. I don't think he it was planned for him to elbow. I don't think you know. Ten minutes into the game, maybe Robertson was giving him a bit of this, and he thought at right, half time you come near me, I'm gonna elbow you. I highly doubt it, right? Mm. But but the fact again, it's not. It wasn't premeditated like with for example with Mitrovic when he pushed the referee the, re- the referee's shown a red card to the player for giving for a handball on the line he's shown the, the the head coach a red card right and Mitrovic right has pushed him it, it, it was not as if like, it was an accident he he shoved him de- deliberately so he got his marching orders but with this it wasn't like I, I highly doubt the linesman thought you wait till halftime, Robertson. When I'm walking up the line and then walking towards the center circle while you're supposed to be walking back, I'm guessing you're going to come and try and grab me by the halfway line and then I'm going to plant them. No, it's, it's just instinct. It's, it's like anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, if, yeah. So I, I just think he's been blown out of proportion because it was a Premier League team. If it happened in, in Azerbaijan or if it happened in Latvia, if it happened in Timbuktu, I would care. Okay, but it's a it's a it's a Premier League player. It's it's Andrew Robertson. He plays for Liverpool, Champions League winner. I just you know? say as well, it might have been premeditated because remember Robertson's the one who crossed it in for McGinn to score the first goal. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> when Scotland played, yeah, yeah. Well, if. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 in all fairness, and listen, I don't know the I don't know the linesman. I don't know him at all, to be honest. But I don't think he, he'll know anything about Cypriot no, football. In all ob- fairness, obviously, I'm joking. He's probably sitting there going, "Megofti, whatever." Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Anyway, right. I think we're uh, one done. More thing. One more thing. One more thing. Yes. One more thing is quite important. Greek Cup final. Ah, okay. <laughs> ah, Greek Cup final. So, Gadastasi.com. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, um, you know, the, the obviously Gumas and the Greek version of Gumas got together and decided to stroke each other's dick for a little bit. And we're like, yeah, we'll sort it out. No problem. Everything's great. You do me, I do you. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, so obviously that happened for like, we, we knew we knew that the uh, Greek FA Cup final was going to be at the RACB for how long? Three weeks? Three weeks. Uh, and last week... Uh, the Greek FA finally sent a letter to the Cypriot FA to request officially that the Greek Cup final happen at the RCB. So the uh, Cypriot FA obviously wrote in response, we don't think it's a problem, but maybe we need to bring the Cypriot police in to make sure that it's not a problem because it can't go ahead 
unless the Cyprus police says it can go ahead. Now, today, guess what? Well, I know, but... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll, I'll pretend that I don't know. I'll pretend yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what happened? The Cypriot police do not agree that it's a good idea for the Greek FA Cup final to happen <laughs> in Cyprus. That's what. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what, right? And you know what? There is so much irony in this, right? Because these people, if, if, the, if the Cypriot police have common sense... If they show common sense, that must show you how stupid this fucking situation is. <laughs> it's like everybody, like everybody on comment sections on all the news since it came out that they were discussing, never mind confirming that they were discussing that they were going to have the match at the Rassi B. Everybody's been saying what a fucking stupid idea it is. And it took the separate police to be like, lads, it's a fucking stupid idea. Like in in the kind of the response, they said that um, uh, they they don't agree due to they don't agree to the game due to concerns of maintaining public order and the safety of citizens. Like, there you go, there you go, straight out the horse's mouth. That's the saying, right? Horse's mouth, straight out the horse's mouth. There you go. Yeah. Well, one of the finalists will be Ayek Athens, um, and I'm guessing the other one will be Bark. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, well, the, the look, game. The game is also being organised. The is it the day of elections or the day before elections as well in Greece? Something like that. Yeah. So, it's again. Um, anybody from the Greek FA would like to contact me to confirm that uh, I'm an idiot. Otherwise, <laughs> the, everything, like Greek football at the moment, is a shower. Yep. It's, yep. it's a mess. <laughs> Greek FA, at me. At Flares Gaffes, at me. Well, we, we haven't spoken about Boris Clayman, but we're not going to go into that because yeah, he's been I mean, a naughty boy. He's been a naughty boy, but... Yeah, yeah. naughty, naughty boy. And Ooh. I think there's a no, point of no return for him. But, mate, we've done close to two hours. Yeah. That's, and, that's, uh, wow. <laughs> let's sign it off. Like, like I said, there was a lot to talk about off the field. To the, uh, yes. Yeah. More off than on it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are having... Well, I would say we're having a break. We've got another guest interview coming up very, very shortly. Um, that should be released, hopefully, beginning of next week. And um, we're trying to get Manu Garcia back on the pod. Um, maybe you can do a review with us or maybe we can do another interview or something on those lines. We're going to try and get more and more guests on. Um, there's going to be more emphasis on British separate footballers um, quality, able to qualify for the national team. We're going to do more pods uh, relating to that. We've got more people interested. We had a really good response, to be honest, uh, with our last show with Kostandino. So onwards and upwards for This Is Mappa. We're not going anywhere. So we're going to be that pain in your ass. So um, no preparation H needed. That's all. Plug your shit. Uh, preparation <laughs> H, arses, and plug my shit. Nah. Um, 
you know, uh, I'm on the I'm on the social meds. Flares, gaffers, gaffers, flares. Type either one, you'll find me. Uh, I'll be there talking about Cypriot football. We've got the we've got the Facebook group for this is map as well for people that don't have Twitter or Instagram. We're dropping yeah. we, we, we're dropping uh, news items in there every so often. We've also got the this is map Instagram where Stell's Stell's pulling pulling the bag out with that with all the uh, classic goals of the day, the <laughs> quizzes, the videos, all all that stuff is. Fantastic! He's doing a fantastic job with that. Follow that. Don't miss out. Um, you know, uh, stuff, stuff, and stuff, and stuff, and stuff, and stuff. So there you go. That's it for another edition. We will see you very, very soon. Galo Basca to everyone. Um, have a great Easter. Crack your eggs. Eat your souvles. Um, do all the good stuff and and send me photographs of your flowers. Oh man, <laughs> I want to see, no. no, see your phone. Is. <laughs> not me, not me. I can't have a flower until Sunday, so don't do not do that. Oh, to okay, me. well, uh... <laughs> send, them to send them to me. Send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, boys and girls. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.